finally gave the Ringers Philly Crew a podcast. I'm Ben Solak. And I'm Shield Kapadia. That's right. Just a couple Philly guys with a new space to fire off some Eagles takes, get caught up in the Sixers chaos and more. We'll be coming to you twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays, plus bonus episodes whenever we get breaking news or Philly drama. Join the fun and follow the Ringers Philly special now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to keep your ride or die alive. From supercharges, brakes, exhaust kits, and more, 122 million parts. eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. This episode is brought to you by Viore. If you're sick and tired of your old traditional workout gear, then I have two words that will change everything. Viore clothing. This line of active wear is truly unbelievable. And here's why. Look, you've seen me. You've seen the shorts I do on YouTube. I walk around. I do stuff. I listen to podcasts when I walk. I make calls when I walk. I like to wear comfortable workout equipment, you know, like nothing nuts. Just like a really nice pullover comfortable pants to walk around. Viore is designed to work out in whatever you're doing, but it doesn't look or feel like you're working out at all. It's so freaking soft and comfortable. You'll never want to take it off. And here's the best part. You don't have to take it off. Wear Viore clothing to train, travel, or lounge around the house. I do a lot of lounge around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash ringer. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash ringer. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. If you're wondering who to start and who to sit, go to our rankings at fantasyfootball.thereer.com. Go check them out, fantasyfootball.thereer.com. Also, follow us on Twitter. My Twitter is Danny underscore Heifetz. My Instagram is just at Danny Heifetz. Super easy to spell. DK is Danny B. Kelly everywhere. Easier to spell. Craig is just Craig Korolbeck on Twitter. Also, somewhere between Danny Kelly and Heifetz on the scoring, on the spelling <laughs> spectrum. Uh, so we wrote them all down. They're in the episode description. So go check that out today. And as is fantasyfootball.thereer.com, go check out our rankings. We're talking about our vibes heading into week 13 today. We're recording this Thursday afternoon, so we haven't watched Pat's Bills. But vibes check heading into the weekend. You usually start with the Sunday scaries. All I can kind of think about heading this weekend, fantasy-wise, all the running backs are just like banged up heading into the weekend, and it's just really annoying. Just all the cues in the lineup. There's so many cues. It's, like it's, like flu, they, it's flu season. Everybody's hurt. Everybody is like <laughs> potentially out. Uh, CMC, Alvin Kamara, Leonard season. Fournette. And there's no vaccine for this, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a flu vaccine. Right. It's flu saying there's but, no vaccine for hurt running backs. Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, there's stuff for flu vaccine. Shall I go on? Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon. I think Mixon's back in full, though, uh, but he has been out. ETN, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, sort of. Full practice, but who knows what the hell's going on with that guy. Uh, there's just a lot of guys that are hurt right now and or banged up or limited, like the the dreaded limited participation. What the hell? What, we don't know what that means. The dreaded, gonna give it a go 
dated Oh my god, that's the worst. <laughs> we need to do a power hour where we rank all the um the ways that you can Mike Williams intro quote, player. Going to see how he feels in warm-ups. Test like, it out. Oh my god. Kill me. <laughs> well, also, I had a lineup, I forget who it was, but it was something like McCaffrey, Kamara, Tyree Kill, like, you know, Juju, and it was just Q, 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 Q. And again, I'm fucking pissed that there's no probable designation anymore. Mm. And it just reminds you know that ESPN commercial from a while ago where Shaq was playing Scrabble and someone's just like, where'd you get so many Qs? He's like, don't worry about it. But like, that's <laughs> my entire lineup. And I'm like, I'm just sick of this. I'm just, bring back probable, please. It's freaking me out. I'm getting Sunday scares. Well, so I wanted to get a little more specific with the, the, the RB injuries. So there's one game where potentially the running back injuries don't matter, and that is the Niners-Miami game because we have Kyle Shanahan going up against Mike McDaniel, teacher versus student, and it it doesn't matter what running backs play in this game, which is what we've learned. So CMC's <laughs> banged up. Eli Mitchell's out for six to eight more weeks with a MCL injury, that poor guy. Uh, Mostert is limited. Jeff Wilson hurt his calf last week. He seems to be fine and like he's playing. But he's got he's got the knee soreness. Right. I guess he has patellar tendonitis, which doesn't sound as I don't know. So the knee soreness sounds awful because it's too vague. Patellar tendonitis sounds bad too, too specific. So on the Niners side, with McCaffrey's knee stiffness, Tyrion Davis Price, Tevin Coleman? Which one's it gonna be? It's 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 like the days Great of the question. quote. The days to confuse <laughs> quote. That's what I love about Shanahan offense. It doesn't matter who's playing running back, they're always good. Yeah, so I don't even know. Like, on, so I think Tevin Coleman is still on the practice squad. I'm googling him right now to see if they've elevated him yet. And Jordan Mason was the guy last week, but the reason for that was because he was active, and Tyrion Davis Price was not. And Jordan Mason right. is typically active because he plays on special teams. Right. Here's my take: If they activate Tevin Coleman from the practice squad before this game, he probably will be the relevant guy behind McCaffrey. But Tevin I Coleman might be related to Kyle Shanahan. I think he just loves. There might him. be some nepotism in there. That guy follows him wherever he goes. He loves <laughs> Tevin Coleman. How old is Tevin Coleman? 30? I think he's like 46. Tevin Coleman's only 29. I guess that's fine. I, and I, that's, that's not true. That's, that's fake news. The other thing that's like, to me, is uh, misleading about the NFL rules for the practice squad stuff is now the practice squad can be literally anybody. Like, you sign a guy to your practice squad, he could be like 35. I was thinking this too. It's like, it's like the, the Steve Buscemi meme. Hello, Hello, fellow, fellow kids. kids. Like 33, <laughs> like 32 year old Latavius Murray is on the practice the squad. Like 21 year olds were at Juco. <laughs> but also, like, can't they? They're just at practice. Like, you could have Tevin Coleman be taking first team reps as a practice squatter, or do they have to be in like a different room? They're in the practice squad room. They the definitely are on a different schedule, but the, <laughs> I, I used to know this works. It's basically, I think pool. the big difference is like what they do on Wednesdays, but it's like, depends on the team. Anyway, the bottom line is Tevin Coleman could come in and be the starter. It doesn't matter. Like, should you start here in Davis Price or in no circumstances should you think about that? No, no, no. If you, well, first of all, if you're down bad, there's only two teams on buy. So like, if, if you have really, we'll see how, who's actually missing time. If Tevin Coleman gets elevated from practice squad to the active roster, I wouldn't touch any of these guys except McCaffrey, obviously. If they don't promote Tevin Coleman, I actually would be fine if you throw a dart through a tier in Davis Price yeah. because they obviously really, so far, don't put Tyrion Davis Price on the roster unless he's going to play running back because he doesn't really do special teams. Obviously, it's like an immense risk, but like if you're talking about like Tyrion Davis Price or like, you know, Amir Abdullah, but Josh Jacobs is going to play, 
Like Josh Jacobs is like playing in this game, but you're rolling the dice with like another random running back or Samaji Piran. You're hoping Joe Mixon like subs out more. Like, yeah, go with Tyrion Davis Price. He might have a huge role. He could get like 15 carries, but he also could get zero. I don't know. I mean, like Jordan Mason could still be the guy. That's the thing. We don't know. <laughs> Fucking we have Shanahan. no idea. So it's like, I, I think it's <laughs> realistically add these guys and then see what happens and go from there. Who do you guys think is going to win this game? Ooh, oh my God. Good question. I think this is the most interesting game of the week. Mm-hmm. The easy answer, I think, is the Niners because the Dolphins are more injured. Like, the, the you know, the Dolphins don't have Teron Armstead. And, well, they might you know, not. He, he might, they might give it we'll a go. See. Yeah. Give it a go. He's going to test it feels. out in pregames. See yeah. how he feels in the morning <laughs> after some yoga. <laughs> I just did the NFL show with Stephen Reeves and, and Solak, and they were talking about, they actually both think the Dolphins, basically they were talking about how Fred Warner is just such an incredible, like, true force multiplier mm-hmm. on defense, and they can, he can do three things at once. But, like, is that going to actually work against the Dolphins and Tyree Kill and Waddle? Obviously, McDaniel's a really good understanding of how that all works. So I was surprised because the Niners have given, like, four and a half points in this game. Yeah. I mean, Miami hasn't played a lot of really good teams since Tua came back from the concussion. Uh, no, so this is, like, their first kind of real test defensively. The Niners have been really good, like, down the stretch. You know they haven't allowed a touchdown in the second half since week eight? This is the most incredible stat, yeah. They just clamp down on people. So I kind of keep going to the Niners, and I also, I don't know, man. I'm Big picture, I do feel like one of the themes of the season is like physicality and defense are kind of back. And I do think it's tough because on one hand, the Dolphins' offense has been so incredible. On the flip side, it's like, who have they played? It's like the Texans last week. They played the Bears. Like the teams they've been beating up on were awful. And I'm like, I think that they're, probably somewhere between like this record setting pace of like 30 plus points per game uh, over the last few weeks and where they were in the first beginning of the season where we weren't quite referring to them as you know genius it was like wow this offense looks really different I kind of think the Niners are going to win it's kind of like the immovable object versus the unstoppable force like Miami is the best first down team in the league the Niners are the best first down defense in the yeah. league like something is going to have to give in this game I think I would lean the Niners as well I saw this stat this is kind of completely non sequitur, but it's about Tua because Tua is like the most controversial quarterback in the league in terms of is he good or not. 38% of Miami's passing yards come after the catch, which is the lowest rate in the league. How do you have Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill and you have the lowest yards after catch in the league? You know why that is? Because he underthrows them every well, single I, time. I, so I just asked Solek this and Solek basically, his answer was Tua is being coached to throw the ball between the defenders and the receivers are being coached to just get to the spot and kind of go down. Yeah. Which I, I agree with so like to a degree. I also think if you just watch these plays, I, Ty, they are running back to the ball like too much. Like they're stopping. Yeah, but that's like such a small percentage of the actual plays in a game though. That he I, but, I, but it's interesting. It's like because two or three theory, a game. Like, yeah, but that's the difference between a 40-yard catch or an 80-yard touchdown. But in theory, it's weird because the entire yeah, their offense concept, is still awesome. <laughs> I know, that's the thing. They're like still a really good offense. I don't know. It's so weird to think about that because the whole thing with the Shanahan stuff is it's like you get play, put the ball to the players in space and let them do stuff. And the Dolphins being last, you're like, but you have two of the five fastest people in the sport. But, but yeah, definitely not. I would down. never have guessed that. In my, like, if you guys gave me that, I never would have guessed that. Because I in thought fact, that this they're would like be like the last team you'd expect. Yes. Yeah. Yet they're first in yards per round one. I mean, they're third in yards, though, just for yeah. the record. Like, they're a good offense. Winning games. <laughs> yeah, what are they tied to first busy in winning. the AFC yeah. East? 
it's the middle of the field. It's the team that lives in the middle versus the team that doesn't let anyone live in the middle. So uh, I kind of think the Niners, I like defense again, man. They should have flexed this game to Sunday night. Yeah, well, they wanted to flex the two of Herbert stuff because it's better for the old ratings. I'm going Niners. Craig, you're a Niners Dico. Who do you think wins this game? I'll go Dolphins. Other oh, Sunday scariest. This is just specifically fantasy. Miles Sanders. Since we were talking about a bunch of running backs and injuries and things, throw in Miles Sanders against this uh, Titans pass funnel defense. Basically, mm. the Titans have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Um, they're fifth best in fantasy points allowed for running backs. Uh, they haven't given up more than 66 rushing yards to any single running back since week one. Like Saquon went off in week one, and then no one's rushed for over 66 yards since. Um, that's not a whole team. That's an individual running back. Um, however, Titans are giving up the second most points to receivers and the sixth most points to quarterbacks. So, like, I think this is going to be, you know, based on just like the style of that defense, it's probably going to be they're going to rely more on Jalen Hurts as a passer. I mean, he might get out and run around too. Um, but I just am a little worried about what Miles Sanders can do in this game. What do you guys think of that one? Yeah, you can, but you have to play him. You do. You have to play him. But it's always tough in general, even if they're not playing a good defense, just having a running back whose quarterback is one of the best runners in the league is like always anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. It's coupling that with the Titans. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if, you, if you're like between him and somebody else who's like a fringe top 20 running back, I could see you leaning the other way. It's also tough because I think one of the parts of doing this that's kind of difficult is that if a team's running like an option, the point of the option is to not block a defensive end. And then the defensive end basically either comes at the quarterback, in which case you give it the ball to the running back, or the defensive end plays the running back and the quarterback keeps it. But the defenses know this, so they like coach the defensive end to pick and they plan. They're like, okay, this week, you know, maybe they're like, uh, Justin, you know, one of the, you're kind of, the defense is generally speaking going to go into the week being like, okay, we want, the quarterback to run it this week. We're going to try to force the handoff this week. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're going to go one or the other. But, like, we don't know which way Mike Vrabel... Like, so it was, like, it's kind of up to Mike Vrabel to be like, all right, guys, if in this situation, like, we want Jalen Hurts to give the handoff. Or, actually, we want Jalen Hurts to keep... Maybe they're going to do, like, Jalen Hurts is to keep it because he got hurt last week. And, That's like, what I was going to say. Wouldn't you want the quarterback to take as many hits as possible? That's the thing. They're like, you know what? Jalen Hurts kind of got jacked up last week against the Packers, even though he had the 180 yards. But he kind of stopped running because he was got hurt right before halftime. And if I'm the Titans, they're like, we don't want Miles Sanders to get the ball. Let Hurts run it. On the, I know it's just an option plays, but... That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, when I think about quarterback running, to me, it's like a, if, if I imagine I'm a defender in the NFL, letting the quarterback <laughs> run just sounds like a terrible idea. Like, it's to me, it's the most demoralizing when they run for like 15 yards and slide and you can't even hit them. Well, I think the scrambles are the most demoralizing. Like the quarterback, like when you like have a great coverage and the quarterback has nowhere to throw and he's bouncing the pocket and he escapes and then your cornerbacks like actually hold up in the secondary for like six seconds. Well, yeah. And then the quarterback just runs for 20 yards anyway. Like that's the most frustrating thing I think can possibly happen. That's possibly the most demoralizing non-scoring play in the NFL. But like at the same time, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, so most of the time, these quarterbacks are smart. They slide. You can't even hit them. And it's like, oh, that was an easy 15 yards. Let's move on to the next play. At least with the giving, like forcing the give, like you get to run and hit and play physical. And that's all stuff like, you know, Vrabel probably believes. And so I don't know. I just think, I'm just thinking philosophically, that'd be an interesting decision to make. Plus Hertz is one of the best runners, like period. in the NFL. Like he, when he's running, he doesn't even look like he's trying, but he just like blows by guys. I don't think there's a, a smoother runner in the NFL. Yeah, it's kind of like when Jared Goff runs, but the opposite. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. 
Well, it's just like I'm just thinking like when Kyler runs, it looks like he's in fast forward. And he's obviously very fast, but like when wait, did you say did you say Kyler has the energy of a of like a toddler that has stolen his mom's phone? (laughs) He's running around the house with his mom's phone, (laughs) just like what? Get me! Yakety sax is playing. Yeah, but then like Hertz barely looks like he's trying. He's just like picking up chunk yards. Um. Anyway, I think this is going to be a very fascinating game. Again, there's there's a lot of really good games this week, actually. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of good games, the other one, uh, the Chiefs Bengals game, it's just fantastic. Like the Burrow Mahomes, like everything about this is fun. Like the the obviously the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs blew this lead, and like I, I kind of think this might be the best weekend of the year for football. Yeah, like Chiefs Bengals, Dolphins Niners, dude, even Jets Vikings, which we'll get to later. Like Jets Vikings is like it's a good game, really great. Like there's just a lot of really good stuff. Yeah, I, I think Raiders Chargers will be really fun. You know, Bucks Saints. Yeah, there's a lot. Chiefs Bengals is wild because like the Chiefs offense. If you look at like a lot of metrics, but like one of the best metrics we have is like expected points added per play. And if you just sort by like expected points added per play for like the last 20 years, the Chiefs have their best offense in like since Mahomes' first year. But yeah. like it's literally like the offenses that are ahead of the Chiefs this season are like Peyton Manning's Broncos in 2013 when they broke all the records, Peyton Manning's Colts in 2004 when he won MVP, like the uh, the undefeated regular season Patriots, mm-hmm. uh, the Patriots in 2011, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in 2011 when he like won MVP and they won the Super Bowl. Like it's just like if you just ticked off your head, like what are like the seven best offenses of the last 20 years? It's all of those, and then it's the Chiefs this season. Like they're kind of better That's without Tyreek Hill. That's crazy. This is why I'm picking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I think we're all just bored of them because they're good every yes. year. But the Chiefs are easily my pick. It's like the LeBron fatigue. Yes, it, he should win MVP exactly. every year. For like from like 2009 to like 2018, <laughs> he like you could argue he should have won it. That's boring. Let's, let's pick someone else. Yeah, it's the Derrick Rose MVP year. Yeah, just like we're just bored. It's like Mahomes, but the fact that they got rid of Tyree Kill, it's so funny to think they got rid of Tyree Kill and the offense is actually more efficient in a way. Um, and they, yeah. especially because they're, they're dude. I had some stats on like the the Chiefs collapse in the second half against the Bengals, and it's also what's so interesting is it was the opposite of what happened the whole season, like. What was the book on beating the Chiefs? It was the too high thing, right? Bengals played a lot of too high in the first half. Mahomes' QBR, the quarterback rating, was like a 98 out of 100. Mm. That's good. And in the second half, the Bengals went one high and just dropped eight into coverage. And his QBR was a 1.4 out of 100. Man. In the second half. And it was the That's worst half of his career. That's crazy too with Andy Reid like, coaching that. You know what I mean? Like, How does that happen? It's crazy. I think they just, honestly, I think the simplest answer is sometimes we forget these are just people who like practice specific situations a lot till they are like habit and you don't have to think about it. And I kind of just think the Bengals dropped eight into coverage and Mahomes just had not spent any time thinking about eight people in coverage for like the entire year. And it just kind of broke his brain. He's made two dumb turnovers and that was it. <laughs> so I kind of think the Chiefs are going to, I, I kind of do think the Chiefs are such a better team and that. Joe Burrow being Joe Burrow is like the only way they can really win this game. Well, and there's obviously Jamar Chase. It, it, he's been limited all week. He says he thinks he's going to play. Obviously, that's a huge factor in this game if Jamar Chase plays. But he had the Michael Gallup where it's like he was way too irrational about his injury to be like, <laughs> is he's going to play on Sunday? Like, remember when Michael Gallup and they were like, he's like, I'm he not ready. About week one? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, 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 can't, I couldn't do it. Nope. My hip hurts. Yeah. There's the J.K. Dobbins of like, you know, you guys don't know what Jesus and I have been working on to be ready. And then there's the Michael Gallup of like, I don't know if that's a realistic estimate. <laughs> <laughs> like Jamar Chase sounded a lot lower like Michael Gallup. 
This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. Next award here, Craig. Yeah, man. This is the the debutante ball, but the opposite. RIP. Is this RIP to debutante season? And, I, and I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to give this to Damian Pierce. Is the Damian Pierce run officially over? He, since he became a starter, he's been a top 20 back in the league. Last two weeks, he's had 15 rushes for 16 yards. The Texans are awful and they're getting worse. They haven't had a lead in the second half since week five. Jeez. The one caveat Say, is say that, that again. Say that the Texans again. haven't led in, the, in a second half since week five. Holy shit. Yeah, they're bad. Dude, have you seen some of the like crowds that they've drawn? In the last like few weeks, it's been sad. But the caveat is that over the last two weeks, they've played two really tough run defenses. They played Miami and Washington. And now they're playing Cleveland, who's terrible in pretty much every yeah. metric against the run. Yep. So, you know, we have him just outside our top 20 running backs wise in our rankings. But if not this week, then I think the Damian Pierce thing is over. And you, you I'm not going to say you should drop him, but if he can't put up a decent performance this week, you can't use him at all in the playoffs. I agree with that, Craig, big time. I, I think the thing with Damian Pierce is he's playable this week just because they're playing the Browns and the Browns. The Texans' only chance of winning this game really is Damian Pierce running like for 130 yards in this game and like controlling the clock. But after this, like real crunch time, like either the fantasy playoffs or the last week of the regular season, whatever, the Texans are playing the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Titans, and the Jaguars. So the Cowboys yeah. are the tight are the Texans gonna like 15 point, maybe 17 point underdogs to the Cowboys. Like, that's going to be crazy. The Chiefs, I mean, what are they going to do against the Chiefs? That's maybe another 15, 17 point underdog. Titans, we were just talking about how good their run defense is. So it's like, if Damian Pierce is bad against the Browns, it's not even that he's droppable because he's bad, but it's more like, what world are you going to play him if he can't? And then the flip side, even if he is good, how do you play him against the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Titans? It feels like impossible, honestly. It's kind of depressing. It's 15 carries for 16 yards. I just can't get over that. That's the it's last bad. two games. They're just not giving him the ball <laughs> as much either. They used to com- they committed much more to him. Hey, I could hey. do that. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that now ever since the... I, dude, Stephen A. Smith, when he was the Zach Wilson game where they lost. <laughs> I'm like... It's, because I feel like that's one of the things that Adelie, you have to like not never do is like I could do that. And then Stephen yeah. A. Smith was like Zach Wilson had the negative twenty four net yards or whatever in that Patriots game. Stephen A. Smith was like, "Well, I could do that." Stephen A. Smith <laughs> is in like the Tyson zone, but like in a positive way where he can say whatever he wants and it's fine. Dude, he was late. I don't watch first take a lot, but I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I've come to the point where Stephen A. is just so entertaining. It's performance I, art. It is. <laughs> and I saw it on Twitter that he wasn't there, and I was like, "What do you mean? Someone? He's not there?" So I turn on. First take, because I just, and it was like, he was late. He was in traffic on the West Side Highway or whatever. And he just straight, and they had video of him running into the office with his security guard. <laughs> he's a, he's and this like, guy in a, just like us. Yeah, bathrobe, just walking his dog, like <laughs> looking around at him. And he's just sprinting. And he like, 
Keyshawn Johnson and um, it's just on the show and like they're like half talking about the topics half like I can't believe this dude makes so much money and didn't <laughs> show up to the show I can't believe they have me here it was I don't know I love stupid eh? me too we're gonna look back on him and really really <laughs> like Michael Jordan in his prime we should have appreciated him a lot more yeah honestly once Skip left it was kind of like okay you know what this is like more okay to watch now I don't hate yeah. myself as much for consuming it anyway next award here DK what we're talking about good games Yes. Jets-Vikings. I'm going to call this the Legends of the Fall Award. Is it still fall? It might be winter. It's, it's fall. Winter. Okay. Le- Legends of the Fall Award. Mike White edition. I just want... I just want, I, I'm obsessed with legend building Mike White right now for some reason. What is like, Legends <laughs> of the Fall? Is that a reference? Are you fucking kidding me? You don't know what the Legends of the Fall movie? Craig, help me out. This is a famous movie. I've... I've I mean, I've never seen it, but I've... What? I've heard. Oh, all right. Craig hasn't... Then I don't feel bad. I've well, heard of it. I've never seen it. Legends of the Fall. It's Brad Pitt. It's like a very famous it movie. came out before I was even born. Well, that's not really a great excuse, but that's fine. I mean, it is. I'm not going to lie. I've got my whole life. I don't even know if I've ever heard of this. Oh, you haven't been alive that long, Heifetz. So, like, you should watch movies that are a little Anthony bit Hopkins is it? I know, but, like, I... Wow, Anthony Hopkins and Brad Pitt. What is this even about? Usually, I wouldn't, like shame anyone for not watching like a movie that was whatever how however old it is but like to me this is like one of the more famous movies brad pitt Anthony i feel Hopkins, like i have never heard of this i feel like it's not discussed what the fuck so is brad pitt anthony hopkins son that seems sick brad tristan ludlow colonel william Lo- I'm- it's a epic movie it's like it follows like their whole life it seems boring God in the it. early 1900s, three brothers and their father living in the remote wilderness of Montana are affected by betrayal, history, love, mystery. They all go to World War One. It, oh. It's an epic story. <laughs> it's based on a 1979 novella. <laughs> Dude, I, I like legitimately can't believe you guys haven't seen it. Uh, it won the Oscar for Best Cinematography, which yeah. means it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a really good movie. It's not boring. Anyway. I'm just kidding. I'm sure it's good. Sure, Sean Mike White. Would. So speaking <laughs> of really good but boring to watch, Mike White. I mean, that's fair. I just want him to win this job and be like the long-term starter for the Jets. I'm like fully invested in this. But wait, now. what does the Legends of the Fall reference mean? Oh, yeah. Thank you for the follow-up. Is it a good thing? It's, it's the fall, and I want and I'm legend building Mike White. I'm building Mike White's oh, legend. Oh, so you kind of took it literally. Got it's it. like a pun, yeah. Okay. So we actually didn't need it's to talk great. about the movie I was movie assuming at all. you guys had watched the movie and it was just going to be something that we talk about for okay. half, half a second and then move I on. thought the, 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 the title was in reference to like someone's decline, Legends of like the Fall, not the, not the time of year. I don't actually know the etymology behind the name of the movie. So um, <laughs> You watched the whole it's, movie? It's not clear. The title? <laughs> Am I watching it? <laughs> I'm how many movies maybe, are like maybe that? Maybe it's about like a waterfall? I don't know. Um, okay. You just have like no idea? You, you have no idea. How is that possible? Hold on. Well, we got to Google it now. Name. No, this is crazy. We... What's the movie about? Like The title refers to the biblical fall from innocence. Oh, I was right. Oh, the fall from like Adam and Eve, the fall of man. All right. That's interesting. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you have any thoughts on either what just transpired, me not knowing the movie exists, or if there are any other movies you can think of where you've seen the movie and still don't get the title. Because that feels very There's a lot of those. Anyway, what do you guys think about Mike White? <laughs> I actually think the Jets are going <laughs> to... I actually kind of think the Jets are going to win this game, man. Like, mm. the Vikings, I think it's a good game. Dude, the Jets' defense is legit. 
And I kind of think the Jets, like, pass rush is going to be a big issue. And I know the Vikings have, like, you know, been scoring points regardless. But I don't know, man. Like, Christian Darius, they're, they're, like, kind of their best tackles hurt. And, like, you know, uh, Barnwell had a great comment that the Vikings, I think the right guard might be just the worst lineman in the NFL, like, period. Like, in the combo of that guy at guard and then the backup for Darisaw, kind of the worst, maybe the worst two linemen in the entire league. And it's like, you know how hard it is for a guard to give up seven sacks in a season, like in 12 games? Like, that's Oof. just not a thing. Yeah. So I think the Jets, like, low-key, like, their front deep line is so good. And Quinnen Williams has been, like, unbelievable this year. I kind of think they're going to get to Kirk. And it combined with, like, Garrett Wilson and the Jets receivers, like, uh, I had a friend text this morning, shipped like Garrett Wilson, Gabe Dave. And I was like, dude, Garrett Wilson. Oh, easy. The Vikings secondary. The Vikings. Just kidding. Garrett Wilson. They just play so off. bad. They play off, yeah. don't they? They just allow everything underneath, which is actually what Mike White loves. He just picks that apart. Check that you know out. Why? Big secret. Top secret. Just give the ball to the good players. Mm, love that. Some of the reasons I was talking about legends is because just some of the quotes that are coming out about Mike White the last couple of days are just great. Like Robert Sala. Said, um, he's very calm, very cool, very coachable, great presence in the pocket, quick, quick delivery. It's almost like he lowers his heart rate. It's, it's not big for him. I All just right. love, what I are love we this kind of Mike White is two and five <laughs> in his career? <laughs> Dude, he has an eight touchdown, eight interception line in his career. <laughs> well, yeah, Mike White is like a he band that goes. Heartbeat. No, Mike White's like a band that goes mainstream. Like Mike White last year, Craig's like, I love Mike White. Now everyone's like, I love Mike White. And Craig's like, band got too big. I'm out. I like the like, old stuff. Can we yeah, the second down? album like, sucks. He yeah. beat the Bears in the rain. Like, let's chill. <laughs> like, oh my God. You're so... But the other thing, but the other quote, earmuffs if you're with kids. Because this is so funny to me. Connor Hughes tweeted out that. So Mike White, I guess, told the story that after 300 yards and three touchdowns, his wife comes up to him after the game and says, who are you? Mm. And it reminded me of, you know, that scene in Breaking Bad where Walter White, like, mm. he starts, like, you know, like, messing with Skylar, like, during, like, a PTA meeting, and then they have sex in their car. <laughs> and then she looks at him and is like, who are you? Mike White <laughs> like, got his mojo like, back, baby. Yeah, exactly. Mike White's Breaking Bad. Ooh. <laughs> Legends. Oh, my God. Legend of the Fall. Walter White. All Mike these White? quotes, man. It's just, the legend is growing with Mike White. If he beats, if he wins this game, beats the nine and two Vikings, starts to lead the Jets to like a short playoff berth, maybe like even make them pretty interesting in the AFC playoffs. Come on, um, this is what we're talking about here. This is also big fraud watch for me. This is I'm yeah. doing a lot of playoff prep <laughs> with this game. <laughs> this is a very realistic. I know these teams are in different conferences, but like these are two playoff teams, and I need to see how each team responds in this game. I think that this is the most, this is easily the most legit Jets team in a decade. And like, it's just, I think Sala is so legit as a coach. And I, I think the Jets, I, I dare, this is the kind of game where if the Jets win, you could be like, okay, like, is this decade of or how, entire existence, depending on who you want to measure? Like, I, dare I say, it's the kind of game that if they win, I think the Jets could be on the verge of competency. I know that's kind of heresy, and a lot of Jets fans are being mad that I even suggested that, but. Puts a lot of pressure on this offseason for the Jets to figure out quarterback, considering their roster. It's super easy. Just fucking trade a first and a second to Packers for Aaron Rodgers, and you're fine. You got it. Like I, it, It's going to be okay. It, just do that. Speaking of fraud watch, though, also Giants are playing Washington. I'm terrified about this game. Twice. They're playing the next two games the Giants play are versus Washington, right? No. So the next two games that Washington plays are against. So the, the Giants, oh, got it. Giants are going Washington, Eagles, Washington. Ooh. And then Washington's going Giants, by week Giants. So weird. Has that, ha that has that happened before? That's barely ever happened. Why? I wanted to ask you. I want to ask you this. So here's the thing with the stakes. 
both these teams, their playoff odds right now are basically like two and three. But that's kind of fake because like if either the Giants or Washington win both these games against each other, their odds of winning or making the playoffs like 100%. And mm-hmm. then the odds of the team that loses both are like really bad. So am I just kind of salt? Like I'm not objective. Am I just a salty Giants fan for being like, isn't it like a borderline competitive advantage that Washington gets to play the Giants? Like prep for a week, play the Giants, then go on by, and then spend two weeks planning to play the team that they just played? That's kind of annoying. Yeah. So what you're saying is is it makes more sense to bet the second Washington Giants game on Washington. If you could bet that now, yeah. It's like, how could that not be a competitive advantage? It's like, I know the division teams see each other all the time, but the Giants have to then plan for the Eagles. The second one's in Washington, too. I know, it's annoying. So anyway, I'm pissed about this. And then honestly, it's frustrating because like if the Giants lose to Washington, you know, I, I, let's be real, like they're probably, they could beat the Eagles. I think divisional games, whatever, like the, anything mm-hmm. can happen. But if the Giants lose to Washington, they're probably going to lose to the Eagles. And then they're coming back. And not to be dramatic, that Washington game is for the playoffs. That is a playoff game for the Giants because if they lose Washington, Eagles, Washington, they're not making it. So I, yeah. I'm stressed yeah. that if the Giants lose this game, like their season is on the line. And the only hope they have, honestly, is that they get like eight starters back because again, people continue to underrate how thin the Giants are playing. Like the, the cornerbacks, have, they might get three cornerbacks to the back, three O linemen, uh, maybe Daniel Bellinger at tight end, and two defensive linemen. So that is like the best hope they have. It's just literally eight players returning. I didn't quite realize how big of a game this is. This is exciting now. Hi, Fitz, can I tell you something? Please. If the Giants lose this game and then they go and lose in Philadelphia, you should give up on the season. You need to bottom out. What did I say? What did I say in August? The worst thing that can happen to the Giants this season is playing well enough that they give Daniel Jones a contract extension. Yes. And here I am being like, we need to make the playoffs. And I'm like, I really hope that they could make the playoffs and be smart enough to get rid of Jones. However, yes. Because here's the thing. If they miss the playoffs, honestly... I'll be like a little upset that again, every NFC East team will make the playoffs except the Giants. Like that'll suck. Eagles and Cowboys are gonna be like legit Super Bowl contenders. That sucks to watch. However, you know how much easier it is to trade up to a top pick, like to go get trade up for Bryce Young or whatever, or trade up for CJ Stroud, whoever, when you're at like the 14th or 13th pick than like 22. It's so much easier for the team with like the third pick to be like, yeah, they're still a good player at 13, versus like they don't want the guy up to 21. Right. You know what I mean? The Jaguars don't want to go down to the 21st pick. You guys are just so close to this finally being over and and you can't spoil it by one final season where you could sneak into the playoffs and lose in the first round. It's not worth it. You've come this far. Bottom out, get rid of Daniel Jones. And <laughs> I will up. say the culture, the cultural effect, I do think it's not bullshit of like making the playoffs like matters and being good matters. And like mm-hmm. the Bills, this happened to the Bills. They made the, remember they broke that playoff streak. Andy Dalton had like the Bengals beat or tied someone and then all the Bills fans remember donating Dalton's charity and Kyle remember that Kyle um, Kyle, Allen, you know, Kyle Smith the, the D-line was like crying in the locker room that was with like Tyrod Taylor quarterback they played the Jaguars in the playoffs it was like a really sad playoff game but they broke the playoff streak then they got Josh Allen they still tore the team down completely to the studs I kind of think the Giants will do that even if they make the playoffs but believe uh, belief. I'm a little yeah exactly anyway I think the in this game Saquon hasn't been the same since he hurt his shoulder, and I kind of think they're going to get bullied on the, on the line. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid. 
featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Viore. If you're sick and tired of your old traditional workout gear, then I have two words that will change everything. Viore clothing. This line of active wear is truly unbelievable. And here's why. Look, you've seen me. You've seen the shorts I do on YouTube. I walk around. I do stuff. I listen to podcasts when I walk. I make calls when I walk. I like to wear comfortable workout equipment, you know, like nothing nuts, just like a really nice pullover, comfortable pants to walk around. Viore is designed to work out in whatever you're doing, but it doesn't look or feel like you're working out at all. It's so freaking soft and comfortable. You'll never want to take it off. And here's the best part. You don't have to take it off. Wear Viore clothing to train, travel, or lounge around the house. I do a lot of lounge around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash ringer. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash ringer. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Next award, Craig. Yeah, uh, Mario Kart Rainbow Strip Award for, you know, the, the defenses that give the offenses the biggest boost. This Chargers-Raiders game, I can't wait to watch. I think it's going to be the most chaotic game of the season, or of the, <laughs> of the week, I mean. Maybe the season. It was last year. So I don't know if you guys remember, these two teams played in Week 18 last year uh, to get into the playoffs, winners in. And Justin Herbert had perhaps the best fourth quarter slash overtime performance in the regular season that I can remember from a quarterback. A mind-boggling combination of throws, right? I went back, I watched the highlights today. In the final five minutes of the fourth quarter plus OT, Herbert converts a fourth and 21 for a touchdown. <laughs> he converts, no then he converts the two-point conversion. Then he gets the ball back, converts a fourth and 10 in the final two minutes, a third and 10 in the final minute. Then with three seconds left, he throws a 12-yard touchdown to force OT. Then in OT, he completes a fourth and nine for 45 yards to set up the game tying field. Oh goal. my God. It was and an get the unbelievable ball back. performance. Never got the ball back. Here's the thing with that too. Like to give this, first of all, like what you just said, fourth and 21, fourth and 10, third and 10, touchdown, fourth and nine. Like that's unbelievable. The throws were just as good as you could imagine. But mm-hmm. the stakes, literally the last game of any team in the regular season against your division rival Raiders for a win and in playoff game. Yeah. This is literally the, this is a playoff game. The entire season is riding on this moment against your rival. And this is what you pull out of your ass. And so this is where I kind of get mad when people are like, well, Herbert hasn't done anything in the playoffs. It's like, motherfucker, what more pressure (laughs) do you want to see than win this game and you make the playoffs? And you're like, that, again, that, that is the playoffs, essentially. It becomes not, the playoffs. It is. I'm not trying to be dramatic. Though that final five minutes, three minutes, whatever it is, is as good a performance if you take Tom Brady in the second half of um, the Falcons Super Bowl out. That performance is as good as anything I think I've ever seen. I, 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 at the very least, it's like vintage Peyton Manning end of game, like the way he used to just go down the three-minute offense except with the entire season on the line. It's, it, it, it was as good as anything 
And it's kind of nuts to think they're going to do it again. This is why I'm so bummed that the, the Chargers are really beat up. I really hope Mike, I hope Mike Williams sits out this week and I hope they can get healthy and Rashawn Slater can come back and everybody can be kind of intact for the playoffs because I just so desperately want to see what Herbert can do when he actually has like a full team around him. And like his internal organs are all like properly protected by yeah. his cage. You know, that seems important. He said, did you hear last week, the announcers were talking about that when he gets tackled in certain ways, he can feel his ribs moving. Ugh. Oh, God. God. <laughs> Just it makes you wince. Ugh. It's like a shiver up your spine. Are the Raiders still mathematically like in it? Or is this just kind of like a Chargers thing only? They're four and seven. No, I think the Raiders They're are still eliminated. In and like low-key, so I think the playoff picture is really weird last year. I feel like last year, the playoff picture was like everyone can make it still. This year, quietly, it's kind of like there's only nine teams for the seven spots in AFC. But you know how they have to put the third team in the in the hunt graphic? Mm-hmm. They always put the team, if the team's not very good and they're playing on Sunday night and they show the in the hunt graphic, they always just toss in the team that's playing. Yeah. That night. So it's like teams actually in the hunt are like the Patriots and the Chargers are six and five. And then every team in the playoffs has seven wins and the two six-win teams. But there's no team with five wins in the AFC. It's just right. the, the Colts, Jaguars, Raiders, and Browns are all four and seven. So yeah. in theory, if the Raiders win, they'll be five and seven or whatever, but in the hunt because they'll be like the third team. There's five games left. I mean, if they win they could, out, yes. they're still in it, obviously. But yeah, I mean, to me, this I, the only reason I was asking is just like... Is six games a, left, I think. Yeah, six games left. So they, they could go 10 and oh, 7. Yeah. Theoretically, they have right. to go 5 and 1. Yeah. My fault. Yes. At a um, minimum. But like this could be like sort of a, you know, fork in the road for, for a lot of reasons for the Raiders. Like if they lose, the season's more or less like derailed at that point. And then we, we have to wonder what's going to happen with Derek Carr going forward. But if they win and then they start to get back in the playoff hunt, like that could change the direction of their franchise too, right? Like they could stick with Derek Carr, um, you know, kind of keep it on the tracks and, and try and win next year versus blow it all up or whatever. Not to mention, it's like they swept the Broncos um, in the division rival. Next week, they're playing the Rams. So you you would hope the Raiders could beat the freaking Rams, the state they are now. And then they're playing the Patriots. So like, you know, there's a world where, you know, there'd be better vibes if they could rack up a four-game winning streak. Yeah. Yeah. So they could use good vibes. But this game is a rainbow strip. Literally every single position I actually don't understand what either of these defenses do because in every category, they're terrible. It's like, against quarterbacks, they're awful. <laughs> what For Eckler, it's like, uh, the Raiders are terrible against running backs that catch passes. Uh, the, the Chargers are terrible against running backs. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams torched the Chargers when he played them in week one. Keenan Allen plays the Raiders D that is bottom three against slot receivers. It's like every possible matchup is just as juicy as hell. I think that at least with... <laughs> The Chargers, it's because they're a lot of their important defenders are hurt, and the Raiders, it's just they're bad. Yeah, so it's they just can't get the pressure. Next award here, I want to give it's the Fight Club Award, <laughs> dude. Bucks Saints Monday Night Football, Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore. This game should just be like the one v the Marshawn Lattimore Mike Evans Pay-per-view. four, like yeah, yeah like a fight. <laughs> uh, I went back and I watched all the Mike Evans Marshawn Lattimore fights because I've become obsessed with this. Yeah, and. Basically, I feel like what happened was like Marshall Lattimore, basically, they were having words and then Mike Evans turned around and Marshall Lattimore just shoved Mike Evans in the back the first time. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, Mike Evans will find any excuse to shove Marshall Lattimore <laughs> in the back to the ground. Like Mike Evans is like people don't forget. forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. People don't forget. So anytime Marshall Lattimore talks shit to the quarterback of Mike Evans' team, Mike Evans just fucking decks him. 
I respect that. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, here's the I think it's funny that's Monday night because like how many people are going to need like nine points from Mike Evans on Monday night? And it's stressful enough because like Mike Evans is worse against the Saints than any team. It's like the mm. Marshall Lattimore ever since he came. Like the reason they fight so much is because Marshall Lattimore kind of owns Mike Evans. He gets into his head. It's like Rodman. Well, he, he just does like over physicals him. He like gets right in his grill and they just like fight at the line of scrimmage before it's time for him to run a route. It's so true. And like also, I think it's like Mike Evans is huge, right? He's like 6'5". Like, Mike Evans has always been like the biggest person. Right. Like, he's always been the biggest receiver in a room. He's probably always the biggest kid on his high school football team. It's like, and when you're like always the biggest, strongest person and you're like, and then suddenly someone's bodying you, like it's probably the first time this in his life. kid is getting into my face. Sick of it. This is crazy. So... In Mike Evans' entire career, like his entire career, he's had less than 15 yards in a game eight times. And five of those eight are against the Saints. Right? <laughs> with Lattimore or just total? With, uh, no, just the Saints, but like most yeah. with Lattimore. Mm-hmm. So he's gone over in his entire career. He's gone over 100 yards against the Saints one time and under 15 five times. Damn. Does that mean we just sit Mike Evans this week? Well, period? that's the thing. Yeah. You have to play Mike Evans. But it's so funny to think that when he completes a full game, he is so, it's like the worst team he can play. And he might just get in a fight with Marshall Lattimore and get ejected like immediately. <laughs> he might yeah. just not even finish the game. They need to start doing like yellow card, red card thing in NFL games where like you get a warning. Because, dude, they, you can get ejected for the littlest shit in the NFL. Oh, all right. Well, that's a whole other conversation. I have like a bunch of takes on the, on the NFL <laughs> and I want to run by you guys. Okay. Okay. I kind of want the XFL to like experiment with some things I have thoughts on. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder about, oh, I can't say this word, a penalty box. Okay. But for football. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Do you play one that, man like, down? Yeah, there's like a power play. That's funny. Instead of a 15-yard penalty, I can't Ooh, say You almost word. said it. There you go. I, but I wonder what would happen if it's like personal foul, you know, number 10, like, and then he has to leave and he can't sub out and they have one play of 11 on 10. I think it's kind of crazy. Just this is big picture, but like it's kind of insane to me that hockey and soccer both play like you. You can just literally play one man down for the rest yeah. of the game. Or like, like isn't that like more out. interesting in football though than any other sport? It's like, <laughs> I still oh think God. it's bizarre that in hockey you're just everybody allows two players to fight for a little bit. <laughs> as long as you're on your feet, Craig. If you fall down, that's when the fight is so barbaric, isn't it? Like, I can't believe that's what they allow. Craig, we're talking about barbarism, and we watch football every day. Well, I also I think it's so funny. We're like. Everyone's watching the World Cup and you're like, you pansies just out here like flopping. And all the Europeans are like, doesn't your favorite sport like give people brain damage? Like in hockey, it's like, a, yeah. it's like there's a fight breaks <laughs> out at a house party. The refs are like, back up, everybody, back up. We got to fight. We got to fight. <laughs> They're to hold the back guys. <laughs> <laughs> the hold, hold me. They are the bad guys. Oh, my God. Dude, so I, I love I I really am excited to get into hockey. I keep saying this because obviously now Seattle has a hockey team to crack in. And I'm like, I just want to start getting into it. I have a plan to go to a game in, in uh, January. So I'm like super excited about it. I have a plan it. to go to a game. Well, what I, is that plan? That was the most like Nathan Fielder ass way of saying Here's something. Like, plan. That, I have plans alien. to attend. <laughs> DK's an alien pretending to be a human. I have a plan to go to the basketball game next year. <laughs> what? God damn it. It's like, it's like if you're learning English, how you would say it. What does that plan entail exactly, DK? Buying tickets. Okay. Driving. All right. Parking. Ooh. <laughs> Give me a break. I just said it wrong. 
Okay. My buddies and I are going to go to a freaking Craig, cracking game. Seattle just got a hockey team, so like give him some. Let's do that hockey. I don't know. He how hasn't to do had that his quesadilla yet. yet today, so he's a little <laughs> he frazzled brain. Have not. It's like your coffee. If you haven't listened to our episodes <laughs> recently, we learned that DK eats a quesadilla every day for like twenty years. I didn't eat one today, by the way. You haven't that's, had it yet. Yeah, that's See, clearly, no it's like your coffee. Your brain doesn't start working. Anyway, what I was going to get to after all that, I've watched a few like. Of those, you know, it's like in NFL, like they do that. I forget what they're called sound effects where it's like the guys talking on the sideline. You can like hear all the conversations. Mic'd up. Yeah. Yeah. Mic'd up. The, oh, the, the conversations best. between hockey players are fucking epic. Oh, I've never heard those. Yeah. Check it out. I'll send <laughs> you a, a letter. You guys haven't watched Letter Kenny, right? Letter Kenny is. No, I haven't. On Letter Kenny is just like rural Canadian, like a town of like 3,000 people or whatever. Just like, and like the hockey players just talk shit and it's the funniest thing ever. But among other things, I'm going to send you guys a picture. There is a character in Letterkenny that basic, his name's Stuart. And he's basically like just this extremely goth, I don't even know, like a tweaker, basically. And they just kind of do math and listen to like, I don't know, Metallica. But if you just, if you're listening, Google Letterkenny Stuart. He, this guy looks exactly like Zach Wilson. Oh, I see it. Just Google <laughs> Letterkenny Stuart. This guy is like a dead ringer for Zach Wilson. And he, it's kind of a combination of the Zach Wilson photo with the Anakin Skywalker photo that you tweeted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, and it, all the meme accounts were like putting that on. I know. But, so yeah. they kind of stole your, your thunder there. No credit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just, the, well, there's that picture of Zach Wilson in the hoodie with the, the rain jacket. And I was just like, this is just, man, this guy looks like he's going to kill some children. <laughs> Jesus. It's the younglings, not the younglings. Elijah Moore killed the younglings, Zach Wilson. Did. <laughs> Garrett Wilson. No, not Garrett Wilson. All right. Oh, yeah. Anyway. We should do a power hour where I just rank all the changes I want to make to football. <laughs> just bitching. Yeah. All right. Next one. Probably unanswerable questions. DK. Uh, so I brought this up on Monday or Sunday, but I'm very curious if this is going to be Aaron Rodgers' last game uh, as a Packer. Basically, is this the game? He's gonna. Is he just going to like tear up the Bears this week? They're terrible, terrible defense. Get good vibes, get good momentum going, and then basically tell the Packers that they can go with love and like finish out the year. Didn't he basically allude to like as long as they can make the playoffs, he would play? But when he's mathematically eliminated, he kind of understands that they would play Jordan Love. Yes. So, but I don't know. Like honestly, like it it may not matter. We'll see how it goes. Um, he said, "Look, I'd love to finish the season out, but I understand this is a business, and there's a lot of us." kind of older guys who play a decent amount and they might want to see some of the younger guys play. Hopefully, we don't have to have that conversation. So I think he he would prefer to play. At least he's saying that publicly. But of course, you never really know with Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of like my point. Um, and they're 4 and 8 They'll probably win this week against a terrible Bears team. But I just think it's just an interesting scenario. He just dominates the Bears one last time. Alan Lazard even said it. He's got to renew his ownership. He got to do that twice a year. Do you remember how he said he owned the Bears? Yes. It's like when your dad, who's like 55, steps outside and like kicks his son's ass in basketball. Yeah. And he's so like, back, still got it. Back to the dad beating up the son <laughs> thing. Yes. Um, anyways, I look, it, the odds are probably low that it's going to be the last time we see Aaron Rodgers in the Packers uniform, but just kind of curious. This is like, I think I look at it the other way, though. Can you imagine if the Packers lose to this Bears team that just got rocked by the Jets? Oh, God. And the Packers what, lose. Yeah, it's what, like, man. what is Rod? Can you imagine Rodgers going out with like losing to the Bears? Oh my God! How embarrassing that would be. No pun intended. If he does that, then he's just like going to force his way back onto the team next year to just make them to like He'd make their to lives play. hell. 
Yeah. I think if Aaron Rodgers loses to the Bears, even if they're mathematically eliminated, he will play the following week. He can't end his <laughs> Packers career on a loss to Chicago. So once again, my feeling on, I've said this before, but like my feeling on Aaron Rodgers in a nutshell is that scene in Game of Thrones, the first scene with Tywin Lannister, where Jamie Lannister is talking to his dad and they're arguing about something. And his dad is like, you care too much what other people think of you. And Jamie's like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. And, and his dad's like, yeah, that's what you want people to think about you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's Aaron Rodgers. It's like, he says all this, all he talks about is how he doesn't care what people think. Guess what? <laughs> like, I just kind of don't believe he's going to retire on like this, like the worst season the Packers have had. Like, I just don't think he's going to go out this way. And like more or less being forced out, like Jordan Love, this full circle. It's too like neat. I just think unless this season ends with Rodgers in it, like being positive, I think he's going to get traded. And I think it's going to be the Jets, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> he obviously cares what we think. Why do you think he goes on McAfee every week? Yeah, like, like come this on. This guy is so online. <laughs> he's the most online quarterback. All this shit he's waiting, he's doing his haircut, he's dating famous women. It's like, what are we what are you doing? A good rule of thumb is the more Come people on. are like, I don't, I don't care what people are saying on the the snap face. It's like that's they're definitely unsnap. You're projecting. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when I'm like, yeah, we should spend time less on social media. So I'm talking to myself because I do that. Correct. We all do. Yeah. Any other any other thoughts? Any of these games? No, I'm I'm annoyed at the 1 p.m. or the afternoon slate. It's too good. Like, I, I wish one of those games, like, I don't want to watch the Cowboys game as the night game. Like, this is the best afternoon slate we've ever had. We have Dolphins, Niners, Chiefs, Bengals, and Chargers, Raiders. Put one of those Sunday night. I will say it's pretty sick for Red Zone because Red Zone's really good, actually, when you have just three games and they can go back and forth and kind of watch all of them. But yeah, or it's, it's, I'm going to do the thing where I put all three of them up at once. Yes. The quad box. That's what I do every week. Matt Ryan <sighs> is Sunday night. We're going to do back-to-back weeks of Matt Ryan on primetime. Matt Ryan against the Dallas Packers. Come rush. on. Ugh. While we're bitching, can I give you like a really like, this is such a, like a modern problem that no one should care about, but it <laughs> right. bothers me. First world problem. Do you guys know the DirecTV stream and you can put three in a box? You can watch like three games in the quad box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can't like adjust the size. Like if you just want to watch two games, one of them has to be giant and oh, one has to be very small. So annoying. I totally They literally, know. it's one is 80% of your screens, one's 20 and you cannot adjust them, nothing. That's the ratio it has to We be. need to get some oversight on all these streaming companies because this is a problem with literally like every different, like NFL Game Pass does the same thing. Like there's so much wasted space. Every time what I watch this, I'm like, this is why DirecTV lost the contract. That's I was going to say, luckily time. next year, it's probably going to be at Apple and it'll do way better. Thank God. All right. That's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to Jesse for production help. Thank you to everyone emailing us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Email us about, what was the movie called that you don't remember the title? Legends of the Fall. It's very Legends of the Fall. Have you ever seen The Godfather? Yeah, because that's like a much more discussed movie. And I also know why it's called that. (laughs) Super clear. Okay. It's disqualified because you don't get the name. That's fine. (laughs) I'm just saying. We were like, we had three different answers there. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you. Frankie goes to Hollywood. DK, who was on your Spotify wrapped other than Krungbin? Wasn't uh, he number one for both of you guys, Krung, Krungbin? Yeah. Yeah, Krungbin was the, my number one uh, artist for like the third year in a row, I want to say. It's just because I listen to them while I'm working. So apparently I work a lot. Uh, the other thing, the other one that I put up there is Les Paul and his trio. I've mentioned this before. It's like he does like Hawaiian luau guitar music. Oh, wow. I, I like to listen to it when I'm working too. So that's okay. a lot of that. Uh, 
It's just relaxing background music. Do you also have like random spouts of like, I can always tell who's a parent because it's like half that and then half like the soundtrack to Frozen. Yes. Early, like when Calvin was young, I think the top song on my rapt was uh, the shit. Oh, the Lord of the Rings song? It was the Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit song, the dwarves sing the song from The Hobbit. Misty oh, Mouse. yeah, wait. New parents. Give the new parents better advice you'll ever get from fantasy football. Haven't, yeah. The Misty Mountain song. Haven't given this out in a while. Basically, by random coincidence, we figured out that the song Misty Mountains uh, from the Hobbit soundtrack, which is basically just a bunch of dwarves singing in a very low harmony, uh, would stop Calvin, my son, from crying. Like, if he was, like, in a crying fit, like, freaking out, We'd start that song and he'd immediately stop. This is when he was like under five, four months old. This is like really, like he was a baby. How much money would you pay to just instantly have a kid? Like, I'm trying to think what's the value of this? Like, just I, I like, said oh, it just before, like, like a couple of years ago on the pod and I had a bunch of people tell me it worked. I had a few people that tell me it didn't work, which, you know, not, I'm not batting a hundred on it or a thousand on it, I should say. Um, but, you know, it, it worked for a lot of people. I, it's like a, more than just Calvin. So that's kind of cool. Somebody tweeted, this tweet went viral. Uh, they said, this is why I don't like sharing a Spotify with my mom. And the top five songs, four of the top five are is the exact same song. It's music for Home Alone Dogs. <laughs> and then the only yeah. one that's not that is the song Better Together by Jack Johnson. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> That's the most random. That's a cool. Also, thank you to everybody where we were on your Spotify rap. That's absolutely sick. Thank you to everyone who like tweeted us, emailed us, whatever. I love seeing that stuff. It's like very gratifying. So cool. Yeah. It's so, yeah. Yeah. Genuinely like, thank you everybody for listening. It's kind of like mind blowing um, that we're on that. So honestly, from the bottom of my heart, like thank you to everybody around your rap. If we're not on your rap, step it up. Feels threatening. Those are rookie numbers. Menacing those up. Those are rookie numbers. Love those stars. Yeah, give us five stars. If if you've got new listeners on Apple or Spotify, we don't discriminate. Five stars wherever you got them. Gazi for Gazi. It's a woozy. It's a wazi. All right. Goodbye, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans at Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.